Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. I'm Chad. And today we're here to discuss episode 6 of the Swordsmith Village arc. Aren't you going to become a Hashira? Let's discuss it. Let's do it. First off, happy late Mother's Day to one Carla Yeager. Wow, Carla Yeager. Okay, that's really random. I'm going to go Junpei's mom. That's who I'm going to say happy Mother's Day to. That one's definitely not random. That one's a great one. Uh, God, miss her. Miss her. And happy Mother's Day to uh, Ginya's mom as well. Well, yeah. (laughs) She was a mother. We'll talk about her. What did you think of this episode? I thought on the rewatch it was kind of like weirdly paced, if that made any sense. Weirdly, okay. I could perhaps buy into uh, something because my favorite part of the episode we will get to because it's hilarious. Okay. Um, that's all I'll say right it, now. No, but it, I had fun though. I had fun this episode. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was just weird looking back. I do agree. Like when you're in it, I thought it was a good episode. I still think that it was a good episode. But when you look back on just like Ginya's origin story, we kind of talked about it. Like, yeah, we got some answers, but did we really get any answers? Yeah, it's almost like we got to have another backstory. Yeah. Um, so let's hop on in. Oh, I wanted to discuss one thing. I though. want to discuss it with you. I told, if you'll have me. I told Miss Argentina that I would shout her out. We made a short video, mm-hmm. a little TikTok slash short video of... That was actually her well, video. Well, she made She made the video. <laughs> we are the ones speaking in the video, and it was an old Attack on Titan clip from our podcast. If you're listening, check it out. It was from, like, around the Warrior, season two, around the Warrior timeline. Right. She's Ryan. one of those diehards that have just go back and listen to those rough and rowdy right. um, season two, season one coverages by Ronnie and Chad. And it was just very kind of her. She's very lovely. I appreciate it. I appreciate it too. Uh, was that your way of saying, hey, everyone else listening, start making more content for us that we can just repurpose? <laughs> kind of, yes. <laughs> All right. Everyone do it. Maybe we'll post you on our TikTok and get 200 views. Who knows? All right. We pick up where we left off. Ginya the werewolf demon has chopped off Sorrow's head. And right then we go to the OP, we come back out of it, Ginya is huffing and puffing, maybe he blows the house down, maybe he doesn't. And he's frosting. Is he friend or foe? This is the question, Tanji isn't real sure, but the tension is broken up by the demons freaking out about their heads being slashed off. Yeah, and it's super strange, like we did not get the answer of why he is a demon right now, do we? No, (laughs) we do not. It's got that's 100%. There's going to be another backstory. It's got to explain to us how this happened. Right. Because he did say later on in this episode, I don't have that much more time left or something along those lines. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I, if you watch the reaction, I was die hard that this was a werewolf. Um, and you were wrong, but it's okay. But I was also hilariously almost correct. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, we saw him with the moon up last episode, and he had not yet transformed. So I don't know. I mean, that makes me think that he decides when he goes into this demon mode. Oh, really? Or we also know that he was practicing some witchcraft and wizardry. Was that him he said trying to, to make the? Uh, yeah, is it like a spell? Did he put himself under a spell to do this? So we know, okay, here's the thing. We know it's a time constraint. Mm -hmm. We know that he has to use some witchcraft slash dark arts. Well, to do some, initially when I saw the witchcraft, I thought that that was how he was regening himself. But this goes way past, like, he was regening himself even before he went demon mode. Even before he went full demon, yeah. Maybe when he got injured, he decided to start turning demon, which made him regenerate. Right. Um... And then the last thing is, how in the hell did he learn to do this? And he can't use breathing techniques. So, like, literally, he is a demon slayer that can turn into what looks like to be a demon for a short period of time. And that is, like, his main power because he can't use breathing techniques. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have five different five different conversations about this sort of thing. That was the first one. Stay tuned for the others. 
So Tanji starts to worry because these guys aren't dead yet. I was also worried this is when you started doing your uh, victory lap. Told ya. Um, and I don't like you saying told you like that because it becomes off very unlikable. No one likes to told you so, especially when I said... Well, I didn't say told you so. I said told you. Rem- well, no, you said told you and the so was inferred. Told ya. Yeah, it, I guess when it runs together like that, it can come off a little wrong. Yeah. But it can come off like, oh, wow, I'm going to punch him in the face because I don't like how he's saying it. Especially since I was Team Haunted Goo. I am Haunted Goo. It's the Ronnie Demon. I wanted to yeah, go yeah. back, play the yeah, clip yeah, yeah, yeah. where I said, <laughs> I hope you're right. I know I said that. Yeah, but told you. <laughs> Poor Nezuko. Okay, she's still underneath the debris. Um, some large beamage. That's the, really the problem. I was hoping that they were hollow beams, but no, these things seem to be full of wood. So she just has been struggling the whole time. She can't get out. Yeah. And she uh, was just injured too. So I'm kind of calling crap, bull crap. What? Why can't, I mean, come on. Because she was just injured. Uh, she could get out of this. You don't think so? No, she could. That's what I'm saying. She could get out of this. I think she could. She literally produces fire. She couldn't She's got to regen though. Didn't she just get injured before that, or am I? I might. I honestly, I don't remember how she even got in that position. I mean, yeah, I, she I always got injured, right? Because she had a foot go through her stomach. Um, Not that bad. She, her hands were being cut up. So that's what I need you to do. I need you to define her getting injured. Uh, speared. Uh, donut. That hadn't happened yet. She okay. hadn't gotten speared. That's later yet. on. Okay. No, this is still leftover leftover trauma from last episode. But Tanji, thank goodness, with his shiny new sword, goes, chops her free. Um, he then starts to think about these guys. You know, They're not dying. When he realizes, oh, I got a f- there's a fifth demon. There's a fifth demon oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah, there is. He starts we looking know who around. It is. But Crazy Ginya aggressively grabs Tanji by the throat. I didn't even realize how aggressive this really was until the rewatch for some reason. He could have killed him. You didn't realize how aggressive the throat grab was. Right. Yeah. I thought it was more of like a shirt grab. Well, for your future reference, I'm going to help you out here. If you were ever debating the aggressiveness of something, when a throat grab is involved... It's pretty high up there. It doesn't get much more. Think. Tell me this. Let's play this game. What could be more aggressive of a hold than a throat hold? Uh, testicular. I would jug- almost. I would almost disagree. I don't know. If you grab, if you go up and you grab somebody by the testicles as hard as you can mm-hmm. with all your might, all your squeeze and might, I feel like that's pretty. I mean, it's up there. It's pretty palpable. It's up there, but what? A, what about a woman? With a woman, I think the throat grab is definitely the move. Not wait, you're not the move. I wasn't I mean, not the move. You know, I wasn't I, looking for your strategy. No, not like that. I meant scumbag. I meant that is the move that is the most aggressive. Yes. All right. For a man, I think it's the testicles. He said that is the move. So Ginya says that he's going to be the one to kill a top six demon, even though I was thinking like we talked about it. No matter which way you look at it, currently Tanji is beating him three to one. Oh yeah, and it's not even close. So even if he finishes off the fifth demon, that makes the top, you know, the final tally three to two. Even if you want to give Hauntingu an extra point for being the main thing, three three. Mm-hmm. It's a draw. It's a tied game. So I got bad news for him because we were witnesses. We're not gonna just give him all the credit. Now Tanji will. Tanji will he be will. like. Now, is he just doing this? Is he literally just doing this so he stays in the fight and it's not nothing bad happens? Or is he being genuine here, Tanji? Okay. If you ever question Tanji's <laughs> genuineness ever again, I'm finding a new co-host. No one is more genuine than Tanji. That is correct. Yeah, okay? That's true. So, yes, when he's smiling as he's being choked out and says, Nezuko and I would love to help you. Just let us help you. He means that shit, all right? I'm surprised Nezuko didn't get mad at this chokehold. I am too. She, maybe she, she didn't. Yeah, she maybe she was still just recouping from having a building on top of her. I don't know. 
Uh, also, remember everyone when Chad said that he didn't remember how aggressive this was? Ginya's also drooling from the mouth. <laughs> Aggressively. You can't aggressively drool, can oh, you? Go back and watch the episode, my friend. <laughs> God, there was there's no way some of it wasn't getting in Tanji's just his like area, his yeah, space, yeah. yeah. Now Tanji isn't worried about the drool or the choking. This is where he's saying, you know, Nezi and I, you got our full support. Tanji says if Ginya helps buy him some time, they can find the fifth demon. I bet there's a sixth. Hold, be careful. You have that idea, don't you? No, I don't have that idea. Oh. That's a ridiculous idea. Yes, you might have been right this one time, but don't get too cute with it. That's yeah, that my is, advice That to is you. true. That is true. If I just start spouting out bullshit, it's going to take away my credibility yeah. when I've had a perfect credibility up until this point. Yes, you started off the season hot, so now you just got to keep, you know, keep poking a couple singles into the outfield to keep that average up. I'm not looking for you to, you know, have an insane slugging percentage. But you're batting 376. Keep it up. Okay. Don't just start taking willy-nilly shots for the fence. Hope anyone likes that baseball reference. We haven't done one of those since uh, Peter Moylan. Peter Moylan days. (laughs) So it's all this friendly, boyish-like charm that makes for the most interesting part of the episode, right? Tanji's so I mean, he's he's a cutie patootie. He's not as cute with uh, when you're standing next to Nezuko. But was Ginyan falling for it him? It feels like he's falling for him. Like he's got a thing. Are you shipping this? I think I am. I think this is the best ship in the show so far. There's not many ships in the show. Let me think of the previous Besides ships. Zenitsu and Nezuko. I, I no, can't. don't ship that at all. Um, I don't ship that at Oh, no, 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 no. No. Tengen and his wives? No, no. Definitely don't ship that. Um, that was... A disgrace. No, I shipped Tanji and uh, Canal. Yeah, that one's decent. I, th- I mean, she literally started talking thanks to him. She didn't right, talk. But, but Ginya, he started googly eyeing because he of did him. start googly eyeing him. But also, you know, or I feel like we've seen Canal. She she really uh, took care of Tanji when he woke up from his coma. Ginya is kind of just trying to take Tanji's work right now. I need to see him do some more stuff for okay. Tanji for me to. Yeah, really this buy could him. just be him not actually falling for him and just becoming a nicer person. Or no, inspired. Real- Maybe he's being inspired. It's, he's being inspired and in realizing that Tanji is actually a genuine guy. All I know is it was very anime, and it was the anime um, of the year. <laughs> no, it was the kind of anime moment where I was like. Now, I've seen some animes. They're trying to tell me that this young man likes this other young man. So I'm on the lookout for it. They just start making out. He's got him by the throat and just making out with him. So this sweet moment is ruined by anger, reviving and starting to shock the place with his staff. This was shocking. God, if I can make you do Travi Patties that are... (laughs) Those happen a lot on our Patreon. Check them out at patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. Uh, so now the others, they're also revived. We just, they did it off screen. They run into battle, but not before Tanji says, whatever you do, don't slice my sister Nezuko. Now this was the cutest moment of the episode by far. Oh my goodness Because, I mean, there's always a top Nezuko cute moment. I think we need to start making that a little segment to. in the podcast. Um... First of all, it's just funny if the idea that these two hadn't properly met, you know, they kind of just been in the fight together. But, oh my God, when they're running and a little Nezzy is right next to Ginya and just looks over at him and, with her uh, and just so thro- throws up a little hand yeah. <laughs> to just say, hi, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what else is awesome, though, is that Ginya... Never even thought about slicing her even before that, though. He was yeah. kind of confused why I even told him that. That's true. He was just like, he's like, yeah, I'm a demon too. I get it. Like, we're good. We're yeah. good. Her her head was not sitting in her hands. I know she's not part of this. She's just helping out. So then we go, uh, thanks to the leaf fan, the sulfur scent is cleared, allowing Tanji to nasally locate none other. I like that, nasally. Thank you. Then Hauntingu, who is in a bush, hunkered down in a fetal position. 
<sighs> this was just so epic. I'm, he wasn't behind a tree. Now I'll take off half a point for that. But why wow, you're giving? Well, you're taking off an entire half point from yourself because he wasn't behind <laughs> the correct foliage. I mean, yes. what a what a tough grader you are on yourself. Well, that, it's gonna be nine and a half out of ten out of a ten call. Okay, all yeah, right. yeah, yeah, nine and a half out of ten call because what makes this even funnier? Now is, I think it probably deserves a little bit more than half a point if you're doing no, out no, of ten. No, no, no. What makes this even funnier is that he is fun sized. Okay, he's not even normal haunting goose size. Which, in that moment when we first saw him, was he already fun size? Yeah, he's in the bush, fun sized. I know, but like, okay. I think. Well, I don't think at this moment you technically know that, right? Like we we haven't seen that, but I'm wondering. You if think he's he, not fun sized right here? Like initially he was just in a bush, and then he knows they start looking for him, so then he shrinks he's down. He's in a bush. He's so good. He's Fortnite camping over there. The fact that he still is just absolutely terrified, does that make him the just the fear emotion, or is he... Right, well, that I was... Know. I mean, I had kind of jumped off the bandwagon of your theory, but I think I said that. I think I was like, oh, yeah, Haunting Goose, the fear emotion. And why is that like he, his normal form? It's just, you know, some people were saying in the comments, it's just funny how even when Ronnie's wrong, he's right. No one, I don't never saw a comment. Like I saw that. two That's or weird. three comments that were just like that. Um, and why is that like his normal form though? Is the fear one? He's a demon. He shouldn't be that scared. That is true. Well, it, and it's also weird that the other four look like the same guy, and then a haunted goo looks like this decrepit old man. Yeah. So what's up with that? You think? Unless, We're going to have to get a backstory on him, right? That's going to happen. They've yeah. done it with every other upper. Yeah. We just have well, to we just have to wait for all five of their heads to be chopped off and then them to be disintegrating for them to be like, mm-hmm. and here is the last 12 minutes of the Haunted Goo episode, the mm-hmm. storyline. Yeah, dude. What if it's like, uh, what if he Haunted Goo's their dad? And he gets... That would be pretty cool. He was scared of parenting. Scared. Yeah, he was scared of being a dad, so he just that's just his normal. He was he was thing. scared of parenting, which led to his four children uh experiencing supreme anger, sorrow, pleasure, and right. The other one, joy. He was just height. He literally joy. did. He did. <laughs> yeah, but well, dad doesn't love me. Woo! One of them had joy because they could do whatever they wanted. There wasn't a dad. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. We talked our way through it. He was always just at a Lowe's, just hanging out. So after locating him, Tanji keeps his word. He then launches into the fight to allow Ginya to go locate Hauntingu. He's like, listen, you wanted it? Go take it. I'm going to give you step-by-step instructions because that's how good the sniffer is. Um, they really, during this point, play with the different angles of this fight, which I know you enjoyed. I did. I did because we were getting... Like the fight of Nezuko and uh, I don't even what what upper was she fighting at that point or emotion I don't even remember what emotion she was fighting sorrow okay yeah it, but just the switches back and forth and like having one of the fights up close in the camera while you could see the other one in the background mm-hmm. thought it was all really good Tanji gets blown away by the leaf fan now okay the leaf fan here first of all we decided the leaf fan is very annoying. I don't it's like the most it annoying one. Because I don't even know if that guy is even nice with it. I don't even think he's a good fighter. He just has a fan. And for whatever reason, the fan knows when it wants just like one quick burst of uh, wind or when it just creates a everlasting wind tunnel right here. Right. Taji was just in a hurricane for 15 seconds. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, does he do anything to make it do that, or does the fan just do that on its own? I don't know. You know what I would like to see, speaking of wind tunnels? I would like to see your long-limbed body doing one of those indoor skydiving things where they, uh... Oh, my, I'd be incredible. (laughs) Where it's just, oh my god, the amount of just legs and arms going everywhere in one of those things if you were, uh... And then a guy trying to catch you. We gotta do one of those. Or the worm. Me doing the worm. Yeah, you doing that the worm dance move. Great. The worm. Yeah, I'm familiar with that move. Can you do the worm? 
I could if I tried hard enough. Okay, so we can't do the worm. Gotcha. Uh, Netsuko goes after anger, but gets stabbed right through the midsection by sorrow in a big owie moment. Very owie. We then cut away to what I would like to name, and this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, the funniest part right here. This scene is what I like to call the 30-second scene where Tokuto and Gyoko... Wait, I messed it up. Yeah, you did. This is what I would like to name... The 30-second scene with Tokuto and Gyoko solely for the purpose of making sure you don't forget about Gyoko and Tokuto. Yes. Out of nowhere. It makes <laughs> no sense. If they just had, which we think, I think we said in the thing, that the love shows up to help him. Yeah. If they just had her, like, about to show up, that would be good enough. Like, It was almost so, like it was so nothing where I was like, you didn't have to do this. Yeah, right. Like, they could have just trusted the audience a little bit to know, okay, so we just, we didn't need to see them this episode. Because it was 40 seconds of seeing uh, Tokito in the water, stabbing it loosely with his sword, and Kyoko just laughing. Right. At the predicament just, that he found himself. Hew, yes, that's how hew, he laughs. Hew. That's a good Kyoko laugh, Thank by you. the way. Been practicing. Anyway, so he's laughing. Let's see how that works out for him. He's not going to be laughing long. And that's what that's almost why I didn't like the scene even more so. Because when I saw him last episode, all the messed up stuff he was doing, I felt fear. I felt concern. I felt worry. But when I see this display right here of him just giggling, I'm like, oh, you are about to get yours so hard. Now he did say one line that went hard. Do you have the line that he said? No. I don't think I do either, unfortunately. Okay, all right. Well, then I'm glad you brought it up on our podcast. So Yeah, I don't have it. You just had in your notes, he had that one line that was super hard, but you didn't write down the I line? Th- I figured you would say it because it was such a hard line. Like, it was funny <laughs> what he said. I mean, he said some messed up stuff, but most of it was just do the laugh. Hew, hew, hew. Yeah. So things are looking bad for Nezuko, but right as people like me were starting to say, dang, you know, what happened to Tanji? I thought he really unlocked some special powers last episode, but now he's lost it. He's not doing anything. He then immediately regains it. He starts dashing around the battlefield with his cool red-pink fire. Oh, yeah. Okay. One (laughs) One of the demons takes a second to give Tanji some credit. He says... He's even faster than before, but they go on to say that from the moment they first met, Tanji was obviously a tougher opponent than what was said about him Reported before. about yeah, him. Reported, yes, that's yes, the Yes, so they've got the report on Tanji. They got the scouting report. They thought he was just going to pull some water moves. Maybe, well, actually, that's all they thought because he only pulled out the Hinukami Kagura against Gyotaro, and obviously... Well, no, now I'm thinking about it. I bet it's not even from... I bet the report is solely from Akaza. Has to be, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Icky the Incel wouldn't be able to give a report. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, I mean, think about... How, this, how much better he's gotten since then. How much better he's got, the sad state of affairs that Tanji was in uh, when helping Rengoku fight Akaza. Like, all Tanji really did was throw a sword at him, throw, like, half a sword at him and be like... It's not fair. Yeah. So I bet that's not a great scouting report. I bet they really did underestimate him. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then I guess they don't have anything on Ginya. I'm sure they're thinking, why in the hell is this guy a demon right now? Right. Yeah, they're not talking about it either, are they? That was a loud milk swallow for anyone that just heard it. Sorry. The, okay, the problem that I'm having with the milk... Bo- Yes, for the people who don't listen to us all the time, that's correct. It is 6.40 p.m. on a Wednesday evening. Okay, there's never been a time limit on when when or when not you can indulge in a nice glass of milk. Well, we just need to break this up. We talk about it a lot on our Patreon. We've already plugged that. You know where to go. Um, but yeah, my cohort is sitting across from me. He's at the Coleman Cave, so it's not even at the penthouse. He fill, We've been recording for how long now? 25 minutes. 25 minutes, okay? It's about a seven-minute drive to 
uh, the Coleman cave from his abode. So he poured a 32-ounce glass of milk. I can't even say it because I'm so blood red mad. Drove over here. That milk is going on from sitting in that glass for 40 minutes now. It's getting close to 40 minutes. He still has way too much to drink. So at this point, it's got to be room temperature. And that's just how I like my milk. And that's just (laughs) disgusting. So weird. For those of you that don't know, I've talked about it before. Ronnie microwaved his milk up until the age of 19. <laughs> oh, and to defend myself once again, it's just a hilarious thing that he remembers from our child childhood. My mom used to warm up my milk, but not when I was 19, guys. When I was like nine, <laughs> which is still probably a little too old, but I hadn't started making decisions for myself yet. I just drank what my mother gave me. In cup form or not cup form. Because unlike Chad, I wasn't a formula baby. I was getting his <laughs> Which is why he's trying to catch up now. I'm trying to catch I'll be there one day. A few more gallons. Oh my god, where were we? I'm drinking milk. It was 6.40pm. Room temp. So Nezuko grabs a hold of Sorrow, stabs her arm through him, and then lights both of them on some blood demon Ugh. art fire. This is just wild right here. She's going savage mode, setting herself on fire and him. She doesn't care. The only thing that uh, Tanji can be contained with is the stupid leaf fan. And that's what happens. He gets slammed to the ground by it. But manage, I, and I, didn't, I need you to describe this move for me because I did not see the sleight of hand happen. Somehow slices the arm of the demon, allowing for Ginya to start getting on the trail of Hauntingu. It, he sliced it right when the guy threw the fan at him or whatever. Yeah, so it was really quick before. Really quick, right before. The guy just didn't notice it because it was so quick. And yeah, he was but, dealing with the adrenaline of doing the fan, but then once yeah. Ta- Tanji was... But once Tanji was like slammed to the ground, that uh, he looked at echoes, my... that Koichi echoes JoJo's Bizarre Adventure move that the Leaf fan guy pulled. Mm-hmm. Of course that show would Reverb. Happen. Would have lame moves like this leaf fan in it. Um, He then realized, oh shit, he sliced me. And his arm caught on fire because Tanji's sword is on fire. It's a bright red sword that catches things on fire. Okay. So Tanji can smell Hauntingu so well. Oh, he loves him. His smell. that (laughs) That he gives Ginya directions from way too far away. And I still don't... Have you thought about this? Because I thought about this. Did you think about this, Chad? Do you realize what's going on here? Directions? Smell directions? But don't just minimize it to directions. Okay. Uh, because if for Tanji to give directions to where Hauntingu is, there's two different nasal things. Nasal quest? He's using nasal don't quest. Don't just start saying nasally based things to try and make your point. Because it's not going to work with me, alright? I already said nasally locate. You don't get to say nasal quest and tag along. It's not cool. For Tanji to be successful in what he's doing right here, two different things have to happen. One of them is very obvious. Tell me what the second thing is. Tell me the two things. Um, let me think here. Let's let's role play, okay? Okay. We do this a lot. Normally, not on podcasts because it gets pretty intense. All right. Say you're sniffing around. Say, oh, Ronnie, go over to that lake over there. I can smell the lake. All right, but now, oh, you can no longer see me. How are you going to direct me to the lake? What's got to happen with your sniffer? You, now you got to smell Ginya and Hisoka. you got to smell both. There you go. Tanji has to sn- smell Hauntingu mm-hmm. to know where Hauntingu's at, but then he's also got to smell Ginya to be able to say, oh, Ginya, by the way, five paces to the right. Five paces. And you know what's awesome about that? Is Ginya is in demon form, so he can smell him. He's binasal. <laughs> He's binasal. Uh, Amazing. Sinus squared. So, eventually, Tanji says, oh, he's below you. This guy's a football field away. Do you think he's using one nostril for Ginya and one nostril for... Now, I see why you're thinking that, because I said binasal. I don't know if it's the sort of thing where, you know, you... What if he could do three? 
That's how we'll know. Oh. What, until we see him do three, I will operate under the assumption that he uses one nostril for each target. Okay. But when he starts pinpointing three different things, that's it's just a it's a mosh pit in there, and he's just good at he's just figuring it out. Yeah, it's like me and my enhanced palate, you know. And the, yeah, and that's like me with my sniffer because you've always commented on how good my sniffer is. Yeah, although it can't be too good because you haven't smelled yourself. Apparently, you're not smelling yourself as of late. You might be killing your sniffer. That is true. Maybe. <laughs> So Ginya looks down and we see Hotengu who starts sprinting away. Now he looks like he is really booking it. The problem for him is that he's so small that for every 50 of his steps, Ginya has to take one. So he catches him up. Catches yeah, he, up he literally quick. is the size of a mouse. Like right. He is that small. I think Ginya even says something about him being a mouse. Ginya slices his neck I mean, kind of. The accuracy was pretty intense because when he's that small to still get exactly on the neck takes some serious skill. But what happens? The sword breaks. Sword snaps because Mouse and Goo is indestructible. Oh, Mouse and Goo. (laughs) I mean, come on. That was decent. I'll give you. (laughs) It's not... It's not the most clever, but I thought about it for a little while. I liked binasal better, but... (laughs) Like I said, just taking... I'm not the one with a high average. I'm still trying to take shots to improve my percentage. I think I'm doing it. Oh, so if you don't believe me that Mouse and Goo is indestructible, Genya then shoots him at point-blank range... Nothing. Imagine shooting a mouse that's in your house because oh you're like, oh shit, a mouse, a mouse. So that you grab the closest weapon near you and it's a, just ha- so happens to be a gun and you pick it up <laughs> and you shoot the mouse and it just doesn't do anything to it. Oh, well, that Imagine would be horrifying. I thought you were just talking about like the mess that it would make because still one of my favorite stories <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that you, one of my favorite stories that uh, you've told recently is the time that your dad. Uh, in your house caught a mouse in a mouse trap but how or no 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 he it wasn't a mouse trap he just right. poisoned he just poisoned the mouse and then the mouse just died somewhere within your somewhere. walls and then you're just like all right guess we're just smelling this for the next 15 yep. days until it decomposes no idea where that mouse was <laughs> what it a, died though what a strategy by your dad it died but no idea where we just gotta let nature takes it take its course in our walls for the next three weeks Ugh. Gross. Just then, anger has caught up with him and is getting ready to attack Ginya's neck. Who, I mean, Ginya's immediately worried because he can't regenerate his head. He know he feels it. He's got that second sense. And with a near-death experience such as this, you know, we gotta go to a flashback. Right. That's how this show works. Ginya wanted to become a Hashira so his big brother would acknowledge him. Um, and we do, we launch into it. Here we go. Ginya's mom was a small person. She looked 11. Let's say what had happened. She looked well, like she was 11 years old. I don't know about that. She, she was, was just a short lady. She looked extremely young. So now everybody under the height of 5'2", you're just going to say they're 11? nothing to do with her height. You could have shown me her face. I would have said that is the face of an 11-year-old. She, she probably had braces, is all I'm saying, which just makes wow. it even more tricky. But I'll give her credit. She was a hard worker morning to night. He never saw her sleep. I was thinking about that. You ever... Uh, now, that's weird. I've right. definitely seen my mother sleep. Right. <laughs> what are you trying to say about your mother, man? What? What are you trying to say I've about your mother? I've seen her sleep. I've seen her take a nap. When I was a kid, I used to get scared and go into the bedroom and sleep with her. I, I know. Think about that, though. I was trying to think. Is there anyone who you know pretty closely that you haven't seen sleep? Like, we all do it, but... I've seen, like... If I'm close with somebody, I've seen them sleep. Yeah. There's not a single person that I haven't seen sleep. That You're, you're right on that. For a while, when my dog was much younger... We never, we didn't, we would see her like laying down with her eyes closed, but as soon as you make a sound, she was, oh, there she was. 
now that she's gotten older, we see her sleep. But for the first few years, she really did a good job of like if we were if we were up and around, she was up and around. That's pretty crazy. I don't. Yeah, because dogs, that's a they're big sleepers. Right. Like and... we didn't have her when she was a puppy, so that was kind of a cheat code on our part. Um, and cats, cats sleep eighteen hours of the day. Yeah, that's. Have you ever seen a cat awake? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's one side of the uh, the parent tree. On the other side, his father was a dick with ginormous calves. Those calves were the biggest, after the rewatch too, uh, they're the biggest calves on a human I've ever seen. I know it's a drawing. Well, I know it's a drawing. Uh, you've seen, I, there you've is seen not, me, though. There is not anybody close to me well, that but, ever well, even comes close. I mean, I'm not having. the biggest guy, but proportionately, my calves and are like 85% of me. I've just never seen it, dude. I've never seen anybody's calves even halfway that size. Yeah, it's just like, right. I call them Thunder 1 and Thunder 2, so you've seen those guys because they're... Oh, were you saying something, Wallace? What? It's just—it's weird. I can't find pants that fit. It's sad. It's That's sad, why I've never seen you in pants. It's a sad story. So anyway, what did he do with these calves? He stomped on his children and wife. That's what you do when you have calves that big. Apparently, maybe that's how they got that big. <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. Really not cool of that guy. We cut to six children sleeping in multicolored sheets, so they couldn't can't be doing that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, especially back then. Well, I don't know what time period this is, but unless unless the mom, I'm giving the credit to the mom. She works hard. She works very hard. She's a single mother that's not single. If she didn't go down to the Target right and buy six different colored sheets, she made them all six different colors. She dyed the the wool and made six colors, so they would all have their own individual personality. But at the same time, at some point, quit having children. Would you be pissed if little little Ronette had like a blue one and you wanted the blue one? I always think, what color would you want? Red. Yeah, but see, that's a main character color and you're not a main yeah, character. Yeah, I so am. I'm a main character. You're a second tier character at best, so you would have to What go. is a... No, I'm a second... Mm. Yes, you're right. I'm the second one. Sure, the main one can be blue. It can, the no, main one can be blue. but I'm saying I didn't say second, second place character. You said second place. I said second tier. You said so, a second tier? All I'm saying, yeah, second tier character. Like a musketeers, I'm so the you second can't, tier? Basically what I'm saying is you can't be red, blue, and green because I'm blue. So you can't be red, blue, or green because you're a second tier character. So here are your options. I'll give you your no, options. No, you just called me the second tier, the musketeers. <laughs> you, can be, you can be orange, purple, or yellow. Those are your oh options. Oh my, that is not a second <laughs> tier. That is a fifth tier. So what is your second tier colors? Second tier? No, I think blue and red are the only first tiers. Okay, you got green as a second tier? Yeah. You can be green then. All right, I'll be green. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, I was constantly confused. There's more children than I thought. I don't know when we want to talk about this because I feel like people right now are going, oh, Ronnie's wrong. It's actually seven children. I know that because I'm never wrong. Did you know there were seven children? Uh, beside, you're you're saying there's Genya, and then there's his brother, the Wayne mm-hmm. Hashira, and, and then there's, there's five, five other crumb monsters. I knew there was a lot. I didn't <laughs> yeah. care to count. I initially I thought I'll tell you the exact moment that I realized the error of my ways. We'll keep moving here for a second though. Uh, his big brother says we'll go. I'll go look for. Her. And what do you know? As soon as the brother walks out the door, haunted children come alive. Dude, this is the creepiest part of the episode of so, the entire series. So creepy. All four. And this is I still didn't know how many truthfully or how many kids there were because I said all four of them just wake up even crazier because it's five. They say that they were all awake. Or Ginny's like, oh, I didn't realize you were all awake. They weren't. They're lying. I would have gotten out of my sleeping bag and started beating this ch- these children, thinking they were demons that's what i that's how scary they were put yourself in ginya's shoes right here okay you're having you're having a real secret talk with your big brother like this you're like okay yeah we got to protect these kids so it's this is on us and then i'm i'm like the first year character so i'm like all right i'll go try and find her mom but you lay in your green sleeping bag and figure this out and you go okay all right i'll, I'll keep an eye on him yes yeah i'd love to be this character yeah and then I, I, people say i always go demon mode <laughs> and then as soon as i close the door you look around and five children are just staring at you. We've always been awake, Kenya. 
Oh my god. We never sleep. So creepy. They all sit up, worried about their mom. Genya tries to reassure all of them. Just then, a body is flailed harshly up against the dorm. The dorm. The door. And the dumb haunted... It sounded like a knock. <laughs> the dumb haunted children are dumb and haunted, so they're like, oh, of course, yes. Mom always dives against the door before coming inside at 5.30 a.m. And then, oh my, brutal, brutal stuff. Yeah, they got so excited that they ran over and just all throats were slashed within what felt like one second. Okay, so this is where my idea of four, we see four quick throat slashes, okay? Ginya's holding a fifth child. So, what's up with that? What do you mean, what's up with that? How did it get a hold of the fifth one and kill it, too? I think it was so quick that it fell into his arms. Maybe I don't know. so. Like, it was just, it was slower. I mean, it even pack. slashed him. Like, it slashed him in the face. I don't know why it didn't get, is it because the child you, was wow. at his throat? Wow, dude. He used it as a human shield? You're saying Ginyu used his fifth sibling. I think he did. Well, they were, he had a strong case to make that they were haunted, so I couldn't completely blame him. I mean, ins- that was insane. That was uh, the same show that's got Zenitsu as a character. We say this all the time, but five immediate kid deaths from, from the hands of their mother. Wow. Such loud swallows. We're now going on almost an hour of that milk being in this world. <laughs> so this monster is fast. Ginya can only see the outline and eyes. He first says, oh, a beast? A stray dog? No. It's a wolf. <laughs> Perhaps of uh, the wear variety. That was hilarious. I thought, no way he's riding this. I'm like, no, this is a demon. This is that'd be stupid if it was a werewolf. I'm still not giving up the wolf thing com- completely. There's a wolf element to this demon. No. Big brother runs in, tackling the monster as Ginya holds his dead brother in his arms. It was that point where I officially realized we got five dead children, Chad. Genya, bless his heart, <clears throat> he is in shock, but he instructs them all to put pressure on their wounds. How brutal would it actually be to see five of your little siblings die within one second right in front of you? It's, a, it's one of those things where it's like I, you almost get desensitized to it in this show because it, these random killings just happen for some reason. Mm-hmm. But then you think about it and you're like, well, he is, Ginya is just a little kid here too. It's not like he's an adult that can semi-deal with it. Are you saying we get desensitized? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm struggling with my voice. Are you saying we get desensitized to it because one second we're watching five little children immediately die and then the next second we're watching uh, Haunted Goo? Yes. Yes, that's a what I'm saying. A miniature Haunted Goo running around. <laughs> a fun-sized Haunted Goo, yes. How are you supposed to take those two completely <laughs> serious the same way? You and, just he, can't. and he's even he's way worse than whatever demon the mother was. It's the funniest part. So the sun is starting to come up. Ginya runs up on his big brother, standing over his mom's corpse in human form, which is kind of interesting, because do you know which monsters turn back into human form when the sun comes up? No, I don't. Werewolves. Well, you forgot the part where she's not in human form. She's not technically in the human form. She was a demon that looked like a human. She looked like a wolf. No, she just pranced around like a wolf. No, in the the dark. She looks like a wolf. It was the outline of a wolf. It, she pranced around like one in the dark. All right, well then tell me this, all right? I'm prepared for this. How how did she die? The sunlight. He, it says it right here because I put in my notes, wow, how would she die from not a Nietzschean sword? But then it says, he slashed her and then drug her out into the sun so that she would die is what the exact wordage was right after I had that question. And you can't see it, or you can't hear it on the podcast, but I'm giving my cohort a major side-eye because it sounds like some werewolf activity to me. 
It does kind of sound like it if you don't take in logic and facts that happen right after. No, no, no. Oh, logic and facts. Okay. We've seen many of these demon fights, right? How many times did we see uh, a guy slice a demon one time with a butcher's knife and then that, you know, make them weak enough to where we could just drag them out into the sun? Don't know. All right. Good defense. One time. Werewolf. She starts fading away like demons do. Big brother just holding the butcher's knife. Um, I also had the same note, note because we're both very good TV watchers that there's no way that butcher's knife was made out of Nichiren. Therefore, why is the mom fading away? I don't believe the sunlight foolishness. You don't believe the sunlight? The sunlight does, but the she was sunlight? she was already dead. Oh, wow. There's she was no, already there's dead. There's no way the sunlight takes out a demon in this show. I haven't seen oh, that before. Uh, tell me, okay, and when we did see it before, was it not a headless corpse going, No, not this, I'm melting, i It was I'm an melting. upper. She is just some random It wasn't an upper. I'm talking about like the first, the first, the first demon that Tanji demon. killed. The first demon that Tanji killed. I don't even remember. That was so Boom, long because he beheaded him, and then he just left that him was out the of the fat sun. So. He did not have a Nichiren. Huh? I thought the Fatso demon was this first kill. I don't know if it was the first one, but it was one of the first, because he did not have the Nichiren sword yet. He beheaded the, the uh, monster, and they watched the sun rise as the guy went, No, I'm melting. <laughs> but the, this is the mom. <laughs> you get the mom in the sun, Oh, too. my... God, that is such a sweet... That is so sweet. You know why? Why? They never saw her sleep until then. <laughs> that is so sweet. That is actually pretty messed up that you said I never that. want... We never saw our mother sleep until she slaughtered all of our siblings. Then she finally went to rest. So, I mean, Ginya's life here... It ended in all about two minutes. It went from zero to a hundred real quick. I, you gotta feel bad for the guy. He says, what I thought was a wolf was my mother in demon form. He wonders what it was like for his brother to kill his own mom. It's funny, he didn't say what it was like for the son to kill his own mom. They (laughs) they had just promised each other to protect their family together. Now, I didn't didn't need this second flashback because all it did was confuse me. Yeah. What say you? Very much so. It even (laughs) confused me on the rewatch. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Um... They had promised each other to protect the family because their dad got stabbed because he was, I'm sure, up to some tomfoolery. Back in the present, Ginya is getting ready to die, but slick boy Tanji saves the day. I mean, this guy, let's make him a Hashira already. Yeah, he needs to be. He's done enough. He's done enough. Now that he's unlocked this other power, he's insane. He's so quick. He's so strong. Like... And he's just playing with a lot of confidence right now. Don't you think? Do you feel like he's playing with a lot of confidence? He is. I think the reason he's playing with a lot of confidence <laughs> is because of the last fight. After this fight, he is his confidence is going to be through the roof. He will right. be unstoppable if he, yeah. get, if he makes it through this. I don't know. He might die. Who knows? Now, Summer, and I don't like hearing this, but a lot of the talking heads are saying that he'll play even – he's playing better this season – without uh, the threat of Zenitsu and Inosuke being in danger. Yep. Yep. So some of them are saying if we can get him away from Nezuko, he'll be even stronger. I don't want to see that because I think that they are a dynamic duo, but it's an interesting thought. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Okay. That's you, that's or that's him, I'm a me. I don't think that. So now seems like a good time. Oh, yeah. Tanji was really cool, but only for a moment, because now he thinks it's a good time for a pep talk. He still can't knock this trait out of himself. He tries to allow Ginya to make good on his promise to himself, because uh, and because of this lack of action, Sorrow just strolls up, comes with his spear, does a move that at first didn't seem like all that, but that was because Ginya jumped in front of the blast and became Swiss cheese. Yes, weeping spears. That mm-hmm. move came out of nowhere. I love how he threw in the weeping because he is the sorrow. Yeah. And he does. He looks like Swiss cheese that I'm about to devour on my Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Wow, you're going Swiss? Yeah. Do they have Swiss? I don't think they have no, Swiss. No, no, no. What is that? Pepper Jack. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Pepper Jack. That's Which what I meant. I'm sorry. Which would be a different kind of cheese that would not look like a... He wasn't spotted. He was holy. 
There you go. Yes. You know what he I mean? He was holy. Yeah, yeah. So, love right. that pepper jack cheese on that spicy chicken sandwich. Though. That's so good. <laughs> um, all this could have been avoided if Tanji just took care of this himself, right? Yes. It was because of the pep talk that this young man now is Swiss cheese. Now, I'm going to... I think what's going to happen, though, is Tanji's about to cut Haunting Goo in half. Mm-hmm. But... Right, I mean... Yeah, I just feel like Tanji was operating on such a level. He could have dealt with anger. He could have then dealt with sorrow if he was more aware of his surroundings without giving a pep talk and then went and dealt with Haunting Goo. Now, Ginya, given the circumstance, made a great play. Because yeah. he stepped in the way long enough for now Tanji to be on um, on Haunting Goo's track. Now, what if he doesn't kill Haunting Goo right here? Are they screwed? Well, it's very interesting that they left us on this cliffhanger, right? Because Tanji chases after him, uh, cuts him off as he starts to slash with his bright red sword end of episode. If it was going to be that easy, why would they leave it right there? You know? So I'm a little nervous. Another demon's coming. Unless you know what happens. What? I'll tell you what happens. Rolls reversed. We don't see these guys again until a 30-second scene in next episode when they cut away from uh, Gyoko to see that... <laughs> and it's just somebody... It's uh, it's Ginya, just... Hey, 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 like, no, 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 no. It's Haunting Goo, Haunting Goo going... Yeah. <laughs> so that's our theory for next episode. Yeah, I don't know. Also, I wanted to... I talked about it a lot in the reaction... I was wrong about the scars. I think all the scars are accounted for. Did you think about this at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ginya only has one scar, which we see that was what the the uh, the wolf demon did to him. Yep. And I thought that the wind Hashira just had them all over the place, and he kind of like he's got them on his arms, some on his face, but not as bad as I thought. And he was sliced up pretty good at the from end of the, the fight, fight too. As well. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think we're all good there. Just wanted to The flashback correct. confused us. The flashback was so very confusing. You're talking of course about the flashback inside the flashback. Yes. Very confusing, I agree. All right, well that was a good episode. Uh I expect to get back with uh, the Love Hashira next episode. I really want to see the fight between Gyoko and Tokido and the Love Hashira. If she comes if that's actually a thing. I think that's got to be what happens. Yeah. I mean, because this gang that we're here now, they've got to be exhausted. They can't get over to Tokito and help him now. Hey, you got it. The only way you beat Gyoko is a two-on-one. You're not beating him one-on-one. And with a whip. And with a whip, yes. The whip would be so handy with this whole vasectomy thing. Oh, I would let her whip me. And with that, we are going to end the episode. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. See ya. Peace.